Hello everyone, <clears throat> and today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be exploring the breath. <sighs> so, the reason for this episode is kind of uh, interesting, <clears throat> because, um, I've been reading a bit of this book. Um, it was it was um, it was a bunch of talks by Osho called books the book of secrets or something like this. And one of the interesting there's a few exercises and understandings in this book, and I haven't finished it yet. I just have started it, and I just. Uh, I've noticed some things about the breath itself, and uh, I decided to do an episode on it, and just because, why not? So, the breath itself is interesting. Um, in a lot of ways, I think the breath is actually closer to us than our thoughts and our mind itself. That's why it's so easy to calm the mind and the body with the breath. That's uh, why it's, I think it's easier actually to focus and notice the breath than it is to focus and notice the thoughts. Part of that could be because of um, how you yourself are the thought or you yourself are entangled with with the thoughts or something along these lines um or it could be something to do with thought itself because you know thought and the mind just or the ego is so convoluted because it doesn't want to be found out that it uh, complicates everything Although that also has to do with evolution as well, because the more um, convoluted a thing gets, the more intelligent and the more uh, self-aware, in a sense, it becomes. The more, uh, like, you know, sentient it becomes. Um... uh, So, the breath itself... has a couple of different features in it. One of them is the breathing feature. Next is the kind of like pause between the breathe-in and breathe-out feature, even if that pause is only for like a nanosecond or like half a second or something. Next is the breathe-out feature and then the pause feature. And one of the things you can do is, what I recommend you do is to notice the breath, notice these pauses in between the breath. And you may notice actually when you notice the breath, 
that you will actually start breathing deeper because you're consciously noticing the breath. And just by consciously noticing the breath, uh, it tends to it tends to breathe deeper because the reason why you're breathing is is shallow or the reason why this is the case is because the ego doesn't really want to breathe deeper because that would bring more consciousness into the body and into your uh, and into your level of awareness so that's one of the reasons why people say to breathe deeply is because what this does is it literally puts consciousness into the body. It puts energy into the body and to places where the ego doesn't necessarily want it to go because these places have been, you know, hidden from the ego or suppressed by the ego. And the the body itself, especially for those who are... um, Stage orange and below, and possibly a little bit of stage green, but mostly I think it's stage orange and below, is um, where all the things that you're suppressing, not necessarily stage orange, may not actually have this problem as much, but if you have a, um, a feminine side in your stage orange, this definitely could be true. Um... And in the spiral in general, you know, even possibly at green, this could partly be happening as well because of the way that, you know, emotions, if it's not love, it's not good or whatever. But I'm, that's not as, I think it's more like at stage orange and below because at stage orange, you're denying your feminine side for freedom's sake for individual's sake and, and blue you're denying you know all these things like sex um freedom whatever it is that you're denying for your for the sake of your group or your religion stage red it's a little different you're not denying as much but you're still denying the weak and vulnerable side of yourself and at the stage purple, you're denying the individual self. Um, and at beige, it, you know, you're basically beyond thought at this point, but not not in a good way. Um, and so, breath itself is consciousness. Is energy entering into the body. Just thinking about breath actually makes you more conscious of it. I think one of the reasons, well, I think there's a couple of reasons, but actually, I think there's a multitude of reasons why the breath is closer to you than the mind is, than the ego, than thoughts. One of them is because it kind of uh, follows, it, it kind of represents 
the cycle of life. The cycle of life is not, you know, the, most people think that life should be just going up and up and up and up and up, especially if you're like stage orange. And possibly green as well, but mostly orange, I've noticed. It just wants everything to go up and up and up and up. It doesn't want to downside. But life is a cycle. It goes up, down, up, down. Or it goes energy, tiredness, energy, tiredness. Or it goes calmness, excitability, uh, anxiousness, calmness. So eventually if you're anxious, you 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 will fall into... A state of, you know, not necessarily calmness, but uh, drowsiness, because your body has been overloaded with adrenaline and all these chemicals that are, like cortisol and whatnot, that are um, not healthy for the body. And so this will eventually cause you to basically pass out or collapse in terms of energy. And you see this with a lot of anxious people and depressed people as well. Um, so life is a cycle for the most part. Um, you will have spiritual growth, spiritual decline. Um, although most of that is actually caused because the ego itself is um, holding you back. And that ego is connected to group ego or collective ego itself. And that's holding you back as well. And in some ways, your own understandings are also holding you back. Because if your understandings are not uh, full enough, in a sense, or not uh, good enough to keep you up, you will be falling back even further than you would necessarily be falling back before. And you still will be falling back, but it won't be as long and as strong and as deep as it would normally it would normally be if your understandings and your grounding is correct. Um, so that's the first reason I think your, uh, your breath is actually closer to you than your, your mind and your thoughts. Second reason I think has to do with the brainstem actually because your breath is like the most natural and probably the first and the first thing that um you know was that happened i mean without breath you don't really exist and so you are able to more tap into this uh more naturally uh, and uh and so it's it's closer to you in that sense the other reason has to do with energy and the other reason has to do with the universe itself. If we hold to the idea or theory, or if we believe it, or if we not even really if we hold to it or believe it, but if it is true that the idea is that we are all one, and that includes all the energy and the universe around us, if the universe exists, then that means that the breath that's coming in and out is coming from and out into the universe. Because we ourselves is also part of the universe. That means the breath going in is coming from the universe and going into the universe and coming out of the universe. Into the universe. Um, that's the other reason. 
And possibly the next reason has to do with um, well, I think we covered all the reasons. Well, no, the next reason actually has to do with the fact that it's always been there for the most part. I mean, if you're not breathing, it's either because you're forcing that to happen or you are, your breath stopped for a couple seconds or you are no longer alive and so you're no longer watching this episode. (laughs) Um, And so that means that this is going to be the closest thing to you. I think there's other reasons as well, but these are the top, like, four or three three reasons. Um, so, try and notice the breath as much as you can right now. Observe it. You'll notice how close it is to you. And try and notice the um, spaces between breaths. In between the in-breath and out-breath, and the out-breath and in-breath. And the more attention that you pay that this breath, the more the better for the most part. Because the more that you do this, the more natural this can become, and this can become your natural state of meditation. I mean, you can do this for hours and hours when you're doing other things like doing the dishes or whatever it is you're doing, and you can even do the dishes and. Uh, pay attention to you doing the dishes is that that can, that itself can become a meditation but I think breath itself I think there's a reason why breath itself has been um, touted as such an effective meditation such a natural meditation it was touted by the Buddha by you know uh, Osho and by others and by you know Hinduism and by uh other types of spirituality. And that is because of what I'm talking about here. These three or four reasons. And because it is uh, kind of like representative of the state of the universe. In. Out. In. Out. This type of thing. You can do this for hours. I did this for like hours yesterday. Just like, wow, this is a really interesting and really cool thing that's happening. Um, and it's really what makes life possible. Without this, you would not be alive. Not for long, anyways. And so breathing itself is... Almost like your God, or at least a God that pumps the wheels that keeps you alive. 
And then in that sense, that's what breathing, you know, is just doing. is keeping you from dying. That's one of the things that's keeping you from dying. And for the most part, it's an automatic and natural process for most people. And so... And notice those natural um, empty spaces in between breaths, in between in, out, in and out breaths. And you can also notice if your awareness is, if your observation is strong enough, uh, a sort of turning from one breath to the next, from, from an in breath to an out breath. It's like a wheel or gear that's turning. Most people think of breath as like a line. You're going from one part of the line to the next, to the next, to another part, up, down, up, down. Um, but actually, it's more like a wheel, and you can almost feel this when you're taking a breath. Like, let's try that right now. You see, see if you could notice this, this wheel turn um, in between the spaces of the breath. And this wheel turning is beyond universality and beyond physicality, but itself runs universality and physicality. Um, not by force or by power, but by its very existence. Because, in a sense, the reason why the universe was created is because of nothingness. Um, there's an episode by actualize.org that, that's called Why Is There Something Rather Than Nothing? And it goes into this. But basically what would happened is that nothingness gave birth to the universe, to the somethingness. Because in order for the nothingness to be nothingness, it had to be somethingness. Because the nothingness would not be nothingness if it was just nothing. It would then be something. And so it had to expand outward further and further and further outward. And that's why life and the complicated form it is now with humans and possibly other life forms that are more advanced is has now expanded out further in a sense. It's convoluted further because this nothingness is becoming more of something. Because this nothingness is infinite, and this infiniteness is... It cannot be infinite if there's nothing there. And, and the infiniteness kind of like spreads out further and further and further. But yet, still stays, stays kind of the same at the same time. Uh, not only that, but I'd almost make the argument that because of its very existence... Nothingness creates somethingness. Not because it has to or needs to or wants to, but because 
it itself is why or how well not really why or how but it itself uh, by its very very existence or non-existence but it is an existence but it is an existence but uh, but but it by its very existence has um, then expanded outward the um, something and the nothing that exists is not just nothing it's everything because in order for it to be nothing it had to be it had to be all things but those all things are now nothing because the all things that you know of and think of are actually nothing itself even this body this 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 mind this you is is all nothing if you boil it down to its its most simplest parts it's all nothing uh because you can even kind of like see this if you go deep enough with with contemplation and with observation and with introspection and with thought you can kind of see this to where you can get to such a, such a point where your very existence is now nothing because the reason why you're something this something that you think that, that exists like it's a very physical reality which most people think exists like even spiritual people think that physical reality exists and I did for a while and it's and it does I'm not saying it doesn't exist necessarily well it doesn't exist but um but what it, what it is is nothing and you can't come to this necessarily with uh, intellect or understanding or with you know um even with, even with contemplation although that can kind of help you a little bit but with true um seeing or sight or insight or with observation enough observation might turn something into nothing and you might even come to a point where if you're um, inquiring long enough with self-inquiry and if you're introspecting into yourself and you're looking into this so-called self that it seems to exist um, I think that eventually you will actually come to this nothing it may take years decades but it may happen it will happen um, because this nothing cannot and will not um, well no sorry I won't say it that way but this nothing cannot be ignored forever it, it itself is so obvious and so clear uh, it is unavoidable but because it's so um, normal and so day to day and like so usual in a sense and so obvious and so close and so 
so close to our uh, to us itself because us itself is the nothingness that it can't really be that it seems that it can't be seen um I mean we're we're a, a little bit off track here but I mean it's not completely off track because you can you can even notice this with objects try and notice not with your thoughts, not with your words, not with your your mind or your ego, but with your observation, your sight, to see something that's in your reality or even yourself. Although that would be harder because there's more uh, of a uh, convolution and a problem there. Uh, because you're not necessarily going to be able to do it as easily, but you can do it possibly. But try to see some some object as nothing, not by seeing it as nothing or by feeling it or uh, well, well, or anything like that. But by noticing it and trying to, but try to see this as nothing. Um. Don't um, try and force it and don't try and think about it. Just try and observe, if you can, the nothingness that is all objects. It's not just within all objects. It, it is it is all objects. It is all thoughts. It is all mind. Um, and this nothingness is, is what you call awareness. But even calling it awareness or nothingness is not... You know, it's too much for what it is. And I think even awareness actually is uh, itself uh, part of the nothingness. Um, kind of went off track on this one. But like I said, it's not completely off track because you can notice this with breath as well. Anyways, before I go on and on and on. Um, I'm going to end it here. This is David Speaks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.